great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. One, I hope all of you dads had a wonderful, wonderful Father's Day yesterday. I hope you got to enjoy the time with your families, with your children, and to really make the best of it. Two, thank you, folks, for all the online birthday wishes. Uh, It meant and means uh, the world to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A number of topics we are getting to this morning. Number one, the world has turned upside down. The world has turned upside down. Those are the words of former New York City Police Commissioner. And it is a way that I often feel with society these days. Bratton, and you'll hear his words in just a few minutes as he appeared on the John Katsimatidis show Sunday morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC about those vending machines. Those vending machines that I told you about, the one that's in Brooklyn, And it's basically for drug addicts or people that are involved in drugs. Free material, free uh, stuff to use drugs with. We'll get to that in just a second. But Bratton says the world has turned upside down. And so we are going to be taking your telephone calls this hour, 800 848 and thank you very much, Curtis Lewa, 848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So here we go again with the subways. It would, it would be nice, it would really be nice if I could get a single day off from discussing crime in the subways. The NYPD is possibly looking at one individual, apparently a maniac, involved in three separate New York City subway knife attacks Sunday, just hours ago. Three Manhattan strap hangers slashed in separate subway attacks, and police are looking to see whether the same person is behind all the attacks. The first assault took place at 4.20 p.m. on the Upper East Side when two women, and this is really sad what's going on, two women, 19 and 48 years old, were each slashed in the legs at the 86th Street and Lexington Avenue station. Apparently, one of the uh, females came up to the booth of an MTA worker asking to please call the cops. She was crying, didn't know the person, She said the person had just walked up to her and slashed her for no reason. About 15 minutes later, a 28-year-old woman slashed 
at the four train station at the Brooklyn Bridge City Hall station. A very popular station in terms of uh, people using it. And her cut was so deep that they had to apply a a tourniquet to her leg. She was rushed to Bellevue Hospital. The subways. The subways. A man stabbed on the subway. These are separate incidents, by the way. So we have those two first. Now, those three, excuse me, pardon. Now we have a man stabbed on the subway while helping a passenger in what is a second J train incident in a week. Second incident in a week. Strap hanger stabbed on a Brooklyn J train while trying to help a fellow passenger early Sunday. The second knifing on the subway line in a matter of days. Apparently, folks, the suspect was trying to flirt with a woman on board the train just after 2 a.m. at the Myrtle Avenue Broadway stop in Bedford-Stuyvesant when another male rider intervened. They began arguing And the guy that was harassing the woman knifed the 31-year-old victim. So a man stepped up to get involved to help another passenger. He ended up stabbed for his efforts. He's at Kings County Hospital in stable condition. And this comes just after the fatal stabbing on the J train in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, That's the case that's made all the headlines in which a ex-con was apparently harassing commuters on the train as it was approaching Marcy Avenue, including the, the girlfriend of the man. Now, apparently, and I can't repeat what the man said to the woman on the radio, but it's very graphic and very, um, very disgusting, asking her in a very graphic way, you figure it out, if she wanted to engage in sexual intercourse. But he didn't say sexual intercourse. He used the F word right in front of her boyfriend and kept harassing her, apparently, even though the man told him to get lost. So a scuffle ensued, and the suspect, the ex-con, hit the girlfriend in the face, before the boyfriend fatally stabbed him in the chest. The boyfriend was charged with manslaughter, criminal possession of a weapon, and released without bail. He faces up to 26 years behind bars in prison if he's convicted. Now, uh, Larry in Brooklyn brought this up, the judge in the case. And Larry was correct in terms of the judge. She said to the Arrested man, I really do not believe that you pose a a flight risk. I just don't. This is what the judge said. I think that you have your whole life ahead of you. And I think that you have every reason to fight this case with the support of your family. And, of course, the violence underground also follows the death of Jordan Neely on the F train in May. The homeless man who was on a threatening uh, mentally ill rant before he encountered Marine Daniel Penny. Daniel Penny, in about a week, give or take, 
will be arraigned after being indicted. And as I have consistently said, this man should not, this Marine should not have been indicted. But we'll see where it goes from from here. I'm about to open the phone lines for your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. But let me come full circle for a second. Former police commissioner Bill Bratton is ripping the city government for installing a street vending machine. I told you folks about this. That caters by offering such items as crack pipes, lip balm, and Narcan. The Narcan, is all these things are free. Just like a vending machine, you put in your zip code, though, and you get the items for free. And so Bratton is right when he says he thought the goal was to try and get people away from drugs. So this is the machine that was uh, opened in uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn, earlier this month, and it offers free handy druggy items, paraphernalia to smoke drugs, strips to test if drugs contain potentially deadly fentanyl and Narcan to try to help revive people if they overdose. Now, I'm going to let you hear in one second here what the former police commissioner had to say, speaking to our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, Sunday morning on the Cats Roundtable. But at least three more such vending machines are set to be put in other drug-infested neighborhoods as well. This is the police commissioner on the Cats Roundtable. Instead of trying to get people away from drugs, we have policies now. We have vending machines to encourage them to stay on drugs. We're going to make it safer for you to use drugs so you can spend the rest of your life not trying to get off drugs, but to stay on drugs. And what happens when you stay on drugs? You want the next high. You want the next higher high. So you graduate from marijuana. You graduate to heroin. And you graduate to the next thing. And that's the problem with addiction. that There's never enough drugs. There's never enough high. And that's effectively what we as a government are now starting to support in city after city, state after state. This idea that uh, we will sustain your drug habit rather than try to get you off the drug habit. It's the world's, world's turned upside down in many respects. And let the let Say amen. The world has turned upside down, upside down. Why would you make it easier to smoke meth, to smoke crack? I can understand the Narcan. That's a life-saving measure. Why would you make it easier for people to do drugs? Let's open up the phone lines. And we're also going to tell you a bit later uh, how Senator Tim Scott is fighting back against former President Barack Obama and why grocery store owners are very upset with the city council because uh, they have what, what's known as a facial uh, recognition technology and grocers have been using this. And, of course, what does the city council say? Oh, it could lead to racial profiling. Forget the people that are stealing millions of merchandise. It could lead further to racial profiling. Lots of things to get to this morning. We'll also let you hear uh, Senator Tim Scott's appearance on the uh, Fox Morning News show on Sunday. But let's start with your telephone calls. Let's begin with Lenny. Lenny on Staten Island. Good morning, Lenny. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, What's on my mind is something that's been simmering for a while. 
uh, with these unprovoked attacks in the uh, subways, especially on women, uh, I think that any woman that rides a subway should take up knitting as a hobby, carry a skein of wool and the thickest, sharpest knitting needles she can find. And and what is that supposed to do, Lenny? Well, that's a, uh, a, a weapon. And <laughs> you you really think that's going to work, Lenny? I, I well, listen, a a, knitting, a sharp, thick knitting needle uh, certainly could be a deterrent. Okay, maybe, but then what happens if the culprit snatches it from the lady? Well, that's uh, that's a, that's another thing. But uh, the culprit's already got a weapon most of the time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, and a well. And a well-placed surprise shot from a knitting needle would certainly uh, deter them from carrying on. Mm. I hear you, Lenny. I, I just don't know. I just don't know how effective that would be because uh, with some of these uh, mentally ill people, it may just en- enrage them even more, and you're stuck in that subway car for, for easily 30 seconds to maybe a minute before you can get out of that car. I just don't know if that's really a great idea. Thank you for the call, Lenny. And if you're dad, I hope you had a wonderful Father's Day. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I just wanted to say I agree with Bill Bratton. Uh, he was one of, more, our, one of our more popular, well-respected police commissioners uh, in modern times in New York City, just like Howard Saffer, who uh, came from Treasury, he uh, implemented CPR, courtesy, professionalism, and respect. That was Howard Saffer. But getting back to Bill Bratton, Bill safer, Bratton did, go ahead. did a good job. I'm sorry. It's safer. Howard Saffer. But go ahead. How, excuse me, Howard Saffer. Uh, Bill Bratton did such a good job as the police commissioner under his tenure. Uh, twice, the, you know, the crime rate went down. Uh, he did such a good job that uh, the L.A., Los Angeles police, that uh, the department needed reform. Uh, he went out there and he became the chief, which is equivalent to New York City being the police commissioner. And he did a great job out there. And, uh, you know, they were so happy the job he did, and he really cleaned house out there. So he's well-respected, uh, and I'd have to concur that what he says is uh, is true. Well, I, I agree. Uh, one, Al, you are cor- correct that uh, Bill Bratton, uh, that oh, at one time initially was the police commissioner up in Boston, then made his way down to New York with Giuliani. Then uh, things didn't work out. Then he uh, went out to Los Angeles and, you know, he, he has he has uh, and then returned to the NYPD. He has yeah. um, he has done a great job. And. um you know, I, I just think the current police commissioner, even though she's on the way out, I think she was on track to doing a good job as well. But um, yeah, yes. but, but now things things have changed with that. And um, we do need to listen to Bratton on this because the world is turning upside down. Al, thank you for that call. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Monday morning. Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, why do you keep saying that the world has turned upside down? The world hasn't turned upside down. Nobody wants those machines. 
Mayor Adams' brain has turned upside down. He's the one that wants it. No normal person wants it. So it's not the world. It's the lunatic mayor that you have. Now, I ride the subway. When he was running, he said, oh, I'm going to put a cop on every train. I'm going to put a cop on every platform. There is still no cops on the trains. There is still no cops on the platform. But Lo and behold, when you go to the mezzanine, you'll see six and seven cops standing around holding each other's hand. Nothing has changed. Look, the mayor doesn't give a damn about the city. When the woman said, his police commissioner said she's leaving, what's the first thing out of his mouth? Well, I think I'll wear my maroon suit. That's what's on his mind, what he's going to wear. Other than that, he doesn't give a rat's rear end about the city. He doesn't give a rat's rear end about the people. He doesn't care about anything. He only cares about partying at night and what he's going to wear. And that's the whole problem. Mm, I hear you, Michael. He said burgundy. The color he said was burgundy uh, on the jacket. But you're not willing to give Adams any credit. It sounds like you're not on the uh, crime uh, front. No, I gave up on him because if he was going to do something, he'd have done it already. How long has he been in office? He could have started doing it the day after he was sworn in. He did nothing, absolutely nothing. He's a, I think he's actually turning out to be worse than de Blasio. I mean, de Blasio stunk to holy hell. He's trying to compete with him and do even worse. Mm. I, I hear you, Michael, but I don't think anybody's as bad as de Blasio. I, I just don't see it. Give him more time. He'll prove it. Give him more time. Well, interesting, Michael, as always. Interesting. Thank you for the call from New Jersey to Staten Island. Let's say good morning to Bill. Bill, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Nice talking to you. Dominic, the the issue with the needles in the vending machines, diabetics can't order 10 needles through Amazon. They can't ship it to New York. That's that's my issue. I have to get them shipped to a friend up in PA because they're cheaper on Amazon. If you get them through Walgreens and stuff like that, the, the needles are too expensive. Okay, so wait so, a minute, Bill. What What's the correlation that you're making here? Well, no, they they issue these needles free through vending machines, but it's diabetic. The needles, the needles that, that addicts use, is that what you're referring to? Yes, yes, Dominic. But a diabetic can't order needles through Amazon because they're not able to deliver them in New York. Right. Well, I I don't know. I I don't know if they're actually – I I haven't seen the machine. I haven't seen the machine, Bill. Part of me says it's a good idea, but a majority of me says that it's not. What do you think? Well, no. The issue with the needles for the the addicts, it, it is a good thing. But my issue is I can't get needles for, for my insulin delivered in to New York through Amazon. They okay, won't but, they, they okay but, but, they but wait, Bill. Wait, wait, wait. You, 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 okay, so you're zeroing in on diabetics. I'm diabetic as well. And right. I, maybe I'm wrong here, but I thought that uh, most of the insulin types – are the self-enclosed units that what you call them the uh, the pen the pen needles where the insulin right. is already inside and then you just screw on the uh, the needle exactly. piece? Is, 
So, okay, but so you're saying you can only get 10 of those at a time on Amazon? Well, no. In other words, if, if I look to order a box of them 10 needles through Amazon, mm-hmm. Amazon can't deliver them to me. In New York. New York State won't allow it to happen. They mm-hmm. reject it. They say you have to go to a different address to deliver it. Now, but the, the only but, way but I the pharmaceuticals the, the pharmaceuticals bill deliver them. Yeah, but they're a lot more expensive. If you order them to Amazon, they're a lot cheaper. So I'd rather okay. pay out of pocket for them. Okay. You understand All right. what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. I got you. I didn't know that. I really didn't know that, Bill. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, no, it, it's an ongoing problem. So I, I, in order to get a box of 100, it's cheaper through Amazon, but they they can't deliver it to New York. I have okay. to ship it up to a buddy in PA, and then he mm-hmm. has to ship it down to me. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow! Yeah, which which difference. is and which is incurring an additional cost. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! And what? Why can't we get it delivered in New York to our home? Why, why can't it be done through Amazon? Well, well, I you know I have to research it, Bill, and I thank you for the yeah. call. I I have to research it, and I I hope to have an answer to tomorrow night's show uh, as to why it, it clearly, if that's the case, it clearly means that some type of law was passed as it relates to New York, why Amazon can't deliver it. But, I, Bill, I will research this, and I promise I will respond and get back uh, to this situation tomorrow. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. And i just let you know, you got me hooked on the Big Mac, so I had one today. <laughs> So, you know, what can I say? You 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 should be working for him. You're like the dealer of Big Mac, okay? Hey Norman, before you go on with your comment, someone posted on Twitter they were correcting you and I of the uh, Big Mac song. So let let's give you another try. Let's see if you got it. Okay. To all beef patties, special sauce cheese. No special sauce, lettuce cheese. Lettuce cheese. Oh god. And then see, after I, after I, at, wait, no, we missed half of it. After I add in the lettuce, then I forget the rest of it. So let's go to the top one more time. Two all okay. beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, cheese. onions on a sesame seed bun. Seed bun, yeah. I know I was eating uh, most of that. Ah, uh, so I guess I guess I'm now a rapper before the rappers were rappers. Yeah, no, no it used to, that to used Max. to be their supremo hamburger, and then I then I think became the quarter pounder became their. Uh, mm, that's I don't know, good we gotta too. Talk to, Curtis that's is a uh, McDonald's uh, professional. I don't know. He he probably will know the exact uh, history of the Big Mac and the quarter pounder and which came first and all of that. So okay, so what's on your mind this morning? Oh, what's on my mind is why are we giving them crack pipes? I mean, what you the, the, is that necessary? I mean, why are we encouraging them to get crack pipes and these? Okay, maybe I could see I could see the drugs not to overdose. Okay, maybe, maybe loosely I could see clean needles. Maybe I I, I really don't. Okay, but crack pipes. I mean, what's the worst thing that happens if they get a plastic tube from Home Depot? Okay, and they smoke their crack wrong. What they don't they won't get a, a heavy enough draw. I mean, it's just ridiculous. What, what, what are we doing? Well, and I, I think that's the point of uh, former New York City Police Commissioner Bill Bratton. It does make you wonder what we're doing. Every now and then, Norman, these issues pop okay. up from city to city, 
where you have right. progressive mayors that, that are, you know, they're trying to show that they're hip and cool with the movement. Right. And they go along with these things. All right. But one more thing. Uh, I notice, listen, from the ground, I take the L train every day. I'm having to move out of when I get on the train, I'm having to move from usually from car to car because there's always somebody smoking a joint in the car. So yes. people are smoking marijuana inside the train yes. and there's no cops. Nobody's telling them don't do it. I just you just have to move out of, the, you know, so you have to move into the next car. This is what riding the trains are like in 2023. You know, I mean, I didn't see this. I, I never saw this three years ago. All of a sudden, boom, there's smoking pot in every car. And, and you just got to hope that there are no young children around. I mean. Right. And you know what? God forbid you say so because they're smoking pot and they're angry. Oh, you oh, know? Please, like they're please don't say anything to them. Please don't say anything to them. No, because no, they, you can't. You can't say anything to them. You know, they're angry. They're uh, they're uh, whatever. They're entitled. There. They can smoke pot. Look, I, I smoke cigars. I wouldn't smoke a cigar in a subway train. I don't, you know, I, I don't, you know, I do it. You know, well, I don't know. Maybe they're homeless. But, you know, do it outside, for God's sake. You know, you got, it's a fire hazard. So. Oh, I, I, I hear you, Norman. I, I agree <laughs> with you, Norman. It, it, it is what it is. Thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you folks on this Monday morning. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have a few other stories. We will go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn, Steve in Florida, Mark in Kentucky, and we will be right back. WABC. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. I'm about to go to Audrey in Brooklyn, but Curtis Sliwa, my great friend Curtis Sliwa, ended his show, ended his program with the question of, Dominic, please explain to our listeners what Juneteenth, Juneteenth is, Juneteenth, right? And why is it a holiday? Now, I have to be honest with you folks. What's the best way to say this? I don't completely get it. And maybe I should. Maybe I should. But I know that it marks the day in 1865 that enslaved people, enslaved people in Gavelston, Texas, found out they had been freed after the end of the Civil War, and two years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. So that's what it means. Should I know more about it? Of course, absolutely. Do I? No. So if you don't, you're in good company because I don't really know either. But I promise that I will learn about it in the future. Audrey in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
Hi, first of all, happy belated birthday and um, happy Father's Day, although it's belated. Why do I have to get this after you said that? I can't help it, but Juneteenth is celebrated because of the fact that in Texas they didn't know two years later because actually the slave owners got an additional two years to get two crops out, but there's more to learn on that, and I'm not ready for that. But Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Explain to me, Audrey, what, why it's important. It's important to anyone that has any 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 oh, soul okay uh, 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 please don't make me go here uh, no not make me because what i'm going to say is i'm very passionate about history and i'm very passionate about uh, oh, my okay history. so please tell me why it's important because I'm, I'm really trying to learn of being a slave past the time everybody think Lincoln freed everyone and the civil rights freed everyone. No, it didn't happen. It, and, and it happened two years later in Galveston. And in the meantime, the, um, they, these people, the slaves did not know. And the slave owners did know. And they prophesied two years after the fact. And they put it, it, it it's just like Tulsa. It's the fact that wrong is wrong. And, and you know, I, and I, oh, I can't go there right now. Just read, I, I can't do that right now. I can do it, but I don't want to. I don't want to right now because okay. Well, well, but but wait, wait, wait. But, but what I'm trying to understand, Audrey, right? Uh-huh. Here, here's what I'm I'm trying to get. So city after city, we I'm not going to get on this this drum right now. We, you know what we have going on in city after city, right? And so why why is this important when you look at the dysfunction that exists in 2023? Because it never was, there was never no reconstruction in this country. Never. It's, it's, you know, it's just escalated to where we're at now. There's been some progress, but why? It's because America hasn't dealt with that issue, and that's the way I feel about it. Is, until that's done, until everyone look at folks as not as color and, and, and how much they have, but as human beings, then the entire world is going to be messed up. And anyway, can I just make a comment on, on what um, Bill said go about ahead. his needles? Go, go ahead. He, um, if he, he, diabetics actually get, my mom's a diabetic and she takes insulin, but um, you get no needles through the mail. Um, that law has been passed quite a while ago because of the fact trying to do something with drug addiction, which is another major problem. Yeah, like, but wait, 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 but Audrey, you do get needles in the mail. I get them every no, other no, you month. you do, but not from Amazon. It's not from Amazon. Okay, yes, yes. A pharmaceutical comp- company. So right. It seems like he's paying more money for something because you got to get it shipped someplace else and then shipped to him. You know, if he has a, a doctor or something, and, and just deal with just don't play with your health. You know, Amazon may have it cheaper, but Amazon may not inspect the needles like pharmaceutical companies do. So, and the last thing, I agree with you. I, I never thought I'd do, but when I heard that folks, uh, guys who are immigrants or migrants or whatever, can get free ID cards, I went and got me one. I was like, okay, hell, that's it free New York City ID cards, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm walking around here paying um, DMV for my ID card, and that sort of touched me, and I say enough is enough, and I never thought I'd say that. Have a Mm. good Mm. So so you know what my response to that, Audrey, is progress. Progress. I know, I know. Progress. Thank you for the call, Audrey, and thank you for explaining Juneteenth uh, to me, and, uh, you know, I, I should know a whole lot more about it, but Juneteenth, it, 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 you know, it's almost embarrassing to admit this as an African-American, but Juneteenth all, almost falls in the category of Kwanzaa, where I know that it's a different theme for for like uh, 10 days of Christmas, different themes. But I can't tell you one, and I don't know what that means. Um, 
I guess I'm just a good old-fashioned American that loves Christmas and American holidays. And these are now American holidays, but you folks understand what I am trying to say here. Steve in Florida, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, My first time calling you, I've called a few other people. I do enjoy listening to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Well, what I'd like to bring up is... um, there's only one race. It's called the human race. And in our human race, we have criminals. And some years back, the United States decided to allow felons to vote. So now, in the government, we have criminals. Now, we have we can learn from other countries. And wait, wait, country wait, 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 Steve. You, you said the government allowed criminals to vote, and that means we have criminals in government. I'm not understanding the connection there. Well, even if even if criminals don't vote, you get criminals in government. <laughs> okay. Maybe people that want to. I mean, here you you know the guy on the train that tries to save the people, and then he ends up going to jail, and who knows what's going to happen with him. What I want to okay. bring up about crime. What I want to bring up about crime is um, all races do crime, and in Singapore, which is a country that has very little crime. And a reason for it is because they have strict punishments as a deterrent for committing crimes. Of course. Singapore is able to keep its crime rate low by enforcing strict laws and punishment on those who break the law. And And that's the way it should be. And they have a very sophisticated system of surveillance also. And that's the way it should be. I, 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 you haven't said anything that's questionable to me, Steve, as it relates to Singapore and, and crime. Thank you so much for your time, and you can let other people talk. Thank you. Okay, Steve, thank you for the call. First time call to this program from uh, Florida. Let's go to uh, Teddy and Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Dom. Uh, Dom, I was... Uh... One of my former students called me up and he said to me, uh, Teddy, uh, in the New York Times Saturday, it talked about the black sailors, black Navy sailors. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I wasn't. Vaguely, I was, but not until until I read it more. In the New York Times, they were exonerated for being thrown out of the U.S. Navy uh, in the 40s for protesting the way the uh, African-Americans were being treated in the United States Navy. And it was a big thing. It shows pictures of relatives of the, of the sailors. And okay, but wait, Teddy, what, what does that have to do with anything of what we're talking about? It has, it has to do with, and I'm a, a white guy, and I, I'm recognizing how... The African-Americans would treat it. This is my belief. Okay, but, Teddy, wait, wait. Uh, Teddy, I'm going to let you make your comment, but let me just state again. What does that have to do with anything I've said this morning? To be honest with you, I just came. I woke up because I was uh, sick, and I woke up. At, okay. And I didn't hear what you said. Okay, from so the- is this related to Juneteenth? I mean, because that's the only thing uh, race-related that I've discussed, discussed thus far. I'm about to go to Tim Scott. Senator Tim Scott, but but that's been it. But anyway, so just make it quick, please. Go right ahead. Well, were you familiar with this, Dominic? No, but what, Teddy, what is your point? Please get to the point. My point is another a way of African-Americans being uh, 
that they were treated in a terrible fashion in many ways. That was one way by the United States government, one of its branches of the armed forces, and how they were thrown out of the Navy unjustly, and uh, they were given uh, dishonorable discharges, and they were that was eliminated from their record. And, okay. Uh, it was eliminated from their record. Go ahead, finish your thought. And the the way they uh, and uh, they uh, it was the the government uh, apologized uh, tremendously that, and acknowledged that they were wrong. Okay, well, Teddy, I, I thank you for the call. I haven't seen the story, but but I promise you, I will look at it uh, and perhaps uh, comment at a later time. It's just that that just came out of left field. I wasn't discussing that, but thank but thank you for the call, Teddy. Uh, along the lines of race, along the lines of race, and we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Senator Tim Scott, running for president, on Sunday dismissed former President Barack Obama's recent attack on him as a compliment and a sign that Democrats Field threatened by his candidacy. Last week, I played the soundbite for you when I was filling in for Bill O'Reilly, uh, the 9 p.m. show, in which Obama uh, went after Senator Scott's stance on race relation, also Nikki Haley, stating that there's, quote, a long history of African-American or other minority candidates within the Republican Party who validate America and say everything is great and we can make it. So Scott, appearing on Fox News Sunday, says that there's no higher compliment. I want you to listen to this, the question and the answer, than to be attacked by one of the top Democrats, President Obama. He says it's fair to be skeptical of candidates who don't acknowledge and have a plan to address hundreds of years of racism. You've talked about your own experiences being followed by store clerks, being pulled over, even having a hard time sometimes getting into the Capitol, uh, attesting that you are actually a senator. Do those experiences make President Obama's point? Absolutely not. There's no higher compliment to be attacked by President Obama. When they, whenever the Democrats feel threatened, they, they pull out, drag out the former president and have him make some negative comments about someone running, hoping that their numbers go down. Here is what people need to know. The truth of my life disproves the lies of the radical left. You talk about addressing the issue of poverty. My Opportunity Zones have seen more than $50 billion go into the poorest, hardest-hit communities in this country. The majority of them are minority. Think about the HBCU funding that, in his administration, he totally missed it. We took the funding for HBCUs to the highest level in the history of the country. And then, Shannon, we made it permanent. And the radical left and the teachers' unions refuse to allow quality education in big blue cities. I support school choice because I support common sense. The radical left and President Obama, they have failed, they have failed, and they have failed. We will make it happen. Senator Tim Scott running for president, referring to former President Barack Obama. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and I see Mike in South Carolina. Mike says, I don't agree with Juneteenth. We will hear what he has to say. We'll go to Mark in Kentucky. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77. 
Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And this time the issue is sports-related, sports-related. So the Yankees lost the uh, doubleheader to the uh, Boston Red Sox, right? But a young Red Sox fan lost it emotionally after his brother threw the ball away, but it doesn't end there, right? So the young man, uh, it starts as an innocent blunder by a young Boston Red Sox fan in which a fan caught a foul ball, I believe it was a foul ball, and the fan gave it to the kid, gave the ball to the kid. What does the kid do? The kid takes the ball and shows off his arm strength and chucks the ball right back onto the field despite the efforts of his dad to try and catch him before he um, threw the ball back on the uh, field. So realizing what what he had done and seeing the frustration on the face of his brother, the little boy crumbled into his dad's arms in tears. But the story ends well. One of the local broadcast channels realizing what had happened and broadcast the incident live. The announcer came over with a signed baseball and a jersey from a Boston Red Sox player. Now, it should have been a Yankees player, folks, but at least the story ends well. Let's go right back to the telephone calls. We're talking about a number of issues. Ex-top, top cop, Bill Bratton, slamming the vending machines for drug addicts, declaring the world is upside down. A, a, a matter of three stabbings in just a matter of hours, Sunday afternoon. Police are questioning whether uh, it's a maniac responsible for all three. You have two stabbings on the J train in just a week. The world of New York City and the underground world of the New York subway. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. I hope you had a good Father's Day yesterday. I did. I hope you did as well. I did. I was telling Kenny, uh, my son's 28 now, went to Cortland. He called me. He's in law enforcement. And uh, he made my day. We chatted for 10 minutes. He was still just getting off duty. Um, That's fantastic. And I I hope your son is well, and I hope he's safe. Thank you, Dominic. Thank thank you very much. well, you know, I just tuned in a little while ago, and that's a good, that's a nice uh, story with the foul ball. The kid threw it back and gave it away, and someone gave him, you know, a jersey. But yes. that's a nice story. I don't really agree with Juneteenth only because I read an article. I know, you know, what it's about. I know uh, the devil Democrat Joe Biden uh, wrote it into law, but I think it's, you know, it's it's too much. It celebrates the end of slavery, correct, Dominic? I'm, I'm not, I, I won't 
pretend that I play an expert on this on the radio. Uh, I, I, I venture to say, Mike, that you probably know more about it than I do. The only reason why I brought it up, I had no yep. intention of discussing it this morning. But Curtis Sliwa kind of gave it to me a little bit, stating that nobody understands what it is, and said, Dominic, explain this for our listeners. So that's why I brought it up, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh, that's what I read. And anything Joe Biden signs into law, you know, I, I don't agree with. Um, but this is, you know, it's a national holiday. God bless. But I don't think we'll ever stop hearing about uh, slavery. It happened. You know, I read about the Civil War. I read about slavery. Uh, but that's part of our history. I don't like revisionist history. I don't like uh, people taking statues down. But that's part I, I don't of either. History. Yeah, excellent. But that's part of what, you know, our country went through. And our country is in a downward spiral right now in every area, thanks to the Democratic donkey, the worst ever, uh, Biden, and all the other far-left uh, Democratic uh, uh uh is an Italian word, everybody, a disgrace, disgraciad, you know. Disgraciad. See. <laughs> I, I, I hear you, Mike. I, I, I hear you and uh to a large degree I agree with what you just said what you just said. Uh President Biden, the things that are that are being done uh, in the country from from the from the transgender crowd on the South Lawn of the White House to it's just too much. It's just too much. Mike, thank you for the call. And I'm glad you Thanks, had a Alex. great I'm glad you had a great Father's Day. You really deserve it. Staying with the issue of Juneteenth, even though I didn't start out this way, let's go to Don in Long Beach. Good morning, Don. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. In my opinion, I think Juneteenth is a major, major holiday. Even though the event that we're discussing was a small event in Texas, it was the final, final end of slavery. And to me, that is very, very important. Uh, it's almost like uh, Passover in the Jewish religion. It, it ended something terrible, and it should be observed. That's my opinion. Okay, but now you said because it officially, officially uh, ended slavery, but but – Explain to me, Don, you seem to have a lot more knowledge on this issue than I do. Explain to me the the real significance. Give me the, the, the meat and bones here, or meat and potatoes. It was the last, the last vestige of, of slavery. Finally, finally it was over. From the time the first ship came over centuries ago to that moment, that it ended it. There was no more slavery after that period, after that point. The only thing is we had a moron for a president, Andrew Johnson, and unfortunately Lincoln didn't live, and all Reconstruction basically was halted at that point. Johnson was a Southerner, and really nothing got done, which it, which something should have been done at that point. But, um, it, you know, it, I, I don't have all that much more knowledge okay. than you. But, 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 but Don, but, but explain symbolic. this to me. What, but why yeah. But why should you – that's the word you just used, symbolic – why it's should symbolic. it be? Wait, wait. Why should it be symbolic every year, uh, in, in modern day times? Why? Just explain to me, please. It it's a it's a an observance of of something awful that existed that ended. That was the end. It it, it was a blight on 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 our country, and 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 
for, for people that are African American, they, they, they should, in my opinion, uh, observe that, that holiday as an end. It represents the end of just something very awful that, that occurred and should never have happened, but unfortunately it did. And it's liberation. It's a, it's it's like Liberation Day, like like we observe uh, uh, the end of World War II, May eighth, nineteen forty five. I hear you. My my final follow up before I move on. I hear you, yeah. but I'm looking at what goes on in just about a, every major city in America in terms of the dysfunction in 2023. Yeah, and so I I. I I, I don't know. I, I just I, I, I'm not getting it because when I look at all the dysfunction, I mean, look, look at look at the subway stabbings. I just referred to three within a matter of hours. Right. Yeah. In Manhattan, yes. two on the J train within the last week. When you look at all the modern day dysfunction, I I, I heard you on the symbolic uh, position yeah. of, of June Juneteenth. But right yeah. now, I'm just not getting it now. Maybe. Maybe as I do more research on it, maybe I will. But just please react to that with all of this modern-day dysfunction. Well, modern-day dysfunction, in my opinion, is, is due to incompetent leadership. Uh, there should be leaders that, 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 that enact, I mean, I mean, defund the police. I mean, things like this. This is crazy. Uh, th- that should never happen. It doesn't make any sense. Ever. And, it should and, never you know, happen. Yeah. And, 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 you know, another thing, too, if I can mention it, I don't want to digress too far, but they're talking about reparations. That I don't agree with in the sense that the money that you would use for reparations should be used uh, to, to in the neighborhoods, inner cities where they have no, gangs no, and, you know. No, nobody yeah. in their right mind agrees with reparations. Uh, yeah. It's just pandering. It's never going to happen. And yeah. and it's it's offensive because you're giving yeah. people hope for something, and it's never going to happen. Thank you for that yeah. telephone call, Don sure. in Long Beach, explaining Juneteenth uh, to me, which is a national holiday today. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Frank Morano is going to join me in one second, but let me go to Eric in Manhattan. Good morning, Eric. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. About Juneteenth, uh, it was pretty much Donald Trump that put it on the map. This was during the run-up to the 2016 election, and every day they were looking for something to throw at him, every single day, every single day. So he had a rally on his date, and they looked back at the date, and they found Juneteenth. And so that, that was it. Okay. Democrats, well, out of spite. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Eric. Julie, sure. Staten Island. Julie, what's on your mind? Oh, hi, Dominic. I'm so sorry. I was just going, I'm calling for the same reason. I remember if my memory serves me, Donald Trump was having a rally on June 19th. And to embarrass Trump, all the newscasters came on. Oh, how terrible. Look what Trump did. He's such a racist. Look at, he picked the worst day to have a rally and they just went on and on for days about it and that's when biden got a wind of all of this and he decided to write in you know as a holiday before that none of us have even heard of it so i think it was just eric trump yeah well julie i i really appreciate your call from staten island this morning and folks I, i i have to be the first one to admit uh that i don't know much about it perhaps i should Perhaps I should. I'll admit that. Um, And perhaps by next year, maybe I will know a bit more. But right now, I'm joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. So, Frank, tell me, 
Happy How Juneteenth. Your... <laughs> yes, yes. See, I don't even know. I think, Frank, you know more about it. I, you know, when people say Happy Juneteenth, uh, a candidate for mayor did it to me, Frank, and I didn't even know how I'm supposed to respond right. back. So so I guess I'm supposed to say happy Juneteenth. But anyway, how was your father's day? It was great. I hope you you had a good one, too. Uh, I was glad that we got some nice weather and uh, it, I had a great time with my son. I got some socks with his picture on it, and uh, I'm looking All forward right. to wearing them. It was great. I hope you had a good one, too. Yes, I did. So now, what what did your wife do for you? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, she facilitated the purchasing of those socks, yes. I'm yes. sure. And yes. uh, I think she busted my chops a little bit less yesterday than uh, than she normally does. <laughs> so, she made breakfast, which was quite good, too. Uh, what, what did you have? What did I you had have? an omelet, which, uh, a cheese omelet with a little bit of uh, truffle salt uh, in them, which uh, I don't know if you like truffle, Dominic, but... Truffle salt is a great alternative to truffle oil uh, because truffle oil can be so expensive. And uh, our the first lady of our radio station, Margot, actually is the one that turned us on to this truffle salt. And wow. I'm so glad she did because it really adds so much zest to just about any dish, especially an omelet as far as I'm concerned. Tell me what do you have coming up in just a matter of minutes. Quite a bit. Uh, quite a bit, uh, Dominic. We are going to look once again at the assassination of... Robert F. Kennedy and his son, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I find his whole candidacy so fascinating. And I find the fact that he's so willing to talk about his father's assassination and his uncle's assassination so illuminating. So we're going to be joined by forensic historian Patrick Nolan. And then a little bit later, I'm going to talk with uh, former New Jersey Governor Jim McGreevy. That's going to be at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. News all over the place this weekend that he may be plotting a political comeback. So we're going to ask him about that. But even more important, he's done a lot of work to help veterans that have had a difficult time readjusting to civilian life and a lot of work uh, helping prisoners who are having a tough time readjusting to life on the outside. So we're going to talk about a whole host of issues, and it's Pride Month. He happens to be gay, as a lot of people know, so I'm going to ask him what it's like being gay now as opposed to 20 years ago. Fantastic show. You know, I want to go to Mark in Kentucky. Mark, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic. Now, Mark, it says on my screen here, I only have 25 seconds left that you can sing the Big Mac song. Is that true, Mark? Mark, are you with me? Okay, Frank, I I don't know I don't know where Mark went to, but um, we'll we'll get to him the next time. I'm glad that you had a wonderful time with your wife Rachel and with your son Carmine. And folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight is coming up right now. I will be back in 24 hours. Have a great day, folks.